Welcome everyone. We will be Hashem. Begin feedback and insight share number four. Email address is shalombayas777 at gmail.com. We are just going to discuss now the importance of picking yourself up after you have fallen. There is a letter that is pretty famous in many circles. The Rav Hutner Zeichet Tzadik Lavracha wrote to a Talmud who basically bitterly complained about how the Yetzirah is getting the best of him. Doesn't go into specifics, I don't think, about the Talmud's particular struggle, but this could apply to many struggles with the Yetzirah. Young boys in the teenage years um, struggle a lot with masturbation, with sexual fantasies and things like that, and that causes a lot of pain to a lot of young, idealistic boys because this happens both to people who are out there and hanging around, but also to Ernst Yeshiva Bachram that they really have a big chuka to learn and to daven, and, but for whatever reason, they get have those struggles within them and fall into that, and then they fall into depression, thinking that we're absolutely worthless when they are nichshel, when they, um, you know, succumb to it. Now, I want to make it clear again, I'm going to say this again, that yes, a lot of these, especially feedback shiurim, are going to be geared towards specific groups of people, but I believe still that all groups of people should listen and they'll benefit from it. So you're going to ask, for example, so when I say that, I mean single girls and married women should also listen to this, even though some of it, or a good part of it, will be dealing with male masturbation that occurs a lot in their teenage years. Now, why would you want to listen to that? And the answer is very simple. It could be in previous generations very often. It wasn't important for um, girls or, me- or women to be uh, to know about what's going on in regarding to men's sexuality, or men to know what's going on about women's sexuality, and vice versa. In this generation, as crazy as it is, and as open as it is, and unfortunately, um, or this is the way Hashem wanted to us, where it's this such exposure that hiding under a rug is not going to help. And a, a single girl will understand their brothers better, better by um, and with the struggles they go through, even if they're Shiva Bakram, but it makes no difference. And they'll, if they become young married women, they'll understand their husbands better. And if they are mothers, they'll understand their teenage children better and understand what's going on within them because a lot of them just simply don't know. Um, what's going on there and why and that's why I encourage everyone to listen to this because even if it's not you, what does male masturbation have to do you know, with a, a female listening to this but you will definitely be in connections with people whether brothers or a husband or your sons or your friend has sons that you know about that has that particular problem or something and you'll be able to be equipped to understand it and know the psychology behind it and know how best to help them but right now we're going to start off in a general way 
about Rav Huttner writing that letter. And basically, he writes, and again, I don't have it in front of me word for word, I don't, but he, um, I remember a lot of it, and I have a loose translation in front of me. Before we start that letter, I just want to tell you one thing. Again, the Pasuk says in Mishlei, Perek Chavdalid, Pasuk Tesayin, Ki Sheva Yipol Tzadik Vakam, when seven, you know, seven times a righteous person falls, Vakam, and he gets up, or Rosham Yikashul while the wicked are tripped by even one misfortune, and they fall and they stay down. Then there is a pre-Tzadik, that's Rav Tzadik HaKoyin, in Parshas Nitzavim, the first piece in Parshas Nitzavim, on, he talks about this Pasuk, that Sheva Yipol Tzadik Vakam, and he says, Ava Yisrael, but Yidin, Jews, Neiflim, they fall, the Oimdim, and then they get up. The Chenu Oimer, as it says, Al Tismuchu my enemies will not rejoice over, them, over me. Why? Kina Falti, because if I fall, Kamti, I get up. The who, Ratzadik says, that means, Sha'idei Hanefila Zu Atzmai, because of this fall itself, Yasiba Le Kima. That is the reason that you will get up. Like the Chazal say in Masechtas Makis, Davzayin Amid Beis, Yerida Shuhutzairech Aliyah. It's a descent, a fall, but it's for the purpose of an ascent, to get up. Shayide Hayarida, because of this falling, Yochalias Haliyah Yoiser. By this very falling, you will get up, and you'll get up even higher. The Chenoimer, then he brings down the Pasuk of Mishle, and how he touches it, Kishava Yipal Tzadik Vakam, that Tzadik will fall seven times, means that Shayide Anafila, through this falling, Daika specifically, because of this falling, Yakima Hill will get up. In other words, his raise in stature will not come from just going up steps higher and higher that way, but his raise in stature very often will come from the fact that he fell first. He fell, and because of that falling, he will get up even higher. So anyway, so that's our Tzadik HaKoyin. And the Pachad Yitzchak in the Geres Suksavim, number 128, goes through it. And again, I don't have the Hebrew in front of me, but I recall pretty clearly that he said something to this um, vein. He first said that if you would have told me, he tells his Talmud, if you would have told me of all those wonderful things that you did, of all the tremendous Torah that you learned and all your successes, then I would say I received a Michtav Toiv. Then I would say I received a good letter. But now that you told me about all your fools and all your the ugliness and all the downness and all your mechshoilam and everything you fell into. Now, I say, I received a michtav toiv me'oid. I received a very good letter. Why? And he brings the chazal that says that when Hashem saw the world and it says, v'hini toiv me'oid, so v'hini toiv, that it was good, that's the yetzah toiv. Me'oid, that it was very good, that's the yetzah hara. The Yetzirah makes the world a very good place. Seems like a paradox, no? But that is what it is. It's the falling that creates the greatness. It's the darkness that creates the light. And then the Rav, Rav Huttner goes further and explains that it's a terrible problem these days when many of the stories 
discussing Gedolim, and they talk about their perfection, and they take away and don't mention pretty much the inner battles that raged in their neshama to get to that point. So the impression one gets when he's reading those type of biographies is that they were created like that. You know, they were born, uh, they were born like that. Now, truth be told, there may have been some tzaddikah that were actually born <laughs> that way, you know, but very rarely is that the case. And the Chavetz, he, the Rehutna brings on the Chavetz Chaim. He believes that this was the case in the Chavetz Chaim. He was very pure, a Kaddish, but and he led the battle against Lashon Hara, right? And as a model of how Eid is supposed to speak. However, who knows about the wars and the battles and the impediments and the downfalls and the retreats that the Chavetz Chaim experienced in fighting with his evil inclination? We have no idea. But as a result of this gap of knowledge of Agadolim, where we, where we only see the end product and we don't see all the struggles that got, to where it got him to be where he was, a young man who has a special spirit and has ambitions and he believes he wants to become great because all these Gedolim also became great. He wants to become great. And then he experiences impediments and he experiences downfalls then he believes that I don't belong to Hashem. I'm not Shesulim Beves Hashem. And this is because this man thinks that being planted in Hashem's house means that you are tranquil, that the only thing you experience is Ruchnius. You never experience any feelings of jealousy. You never feel any experience of sexual desires that are not appropriate. That doesn't happen to you, you believe. And Benela, that's what you think that's how you're going to lead. All you need to do is be Isaac and Tyre, be a Gebetaira. But I have a peaceful existence with my Yetzirah where this is not going to bother me. But you should know, Rav Hutna says, that the key for your Neshama is not the Menucha from the Yetzirah. It is the fight, the war with the Yetzirah. And your letter says that you are fighting. And basically, like they say, there's a saying in English, sometimes you lose the battle, but you win the war. Certainly, you will stumble. And he says you will stumble again. And you will be defeated in many of those battles. However, I promise you that after you have lost those battles, you will come out of the war victorious. You will be menatzeach. Ultimately, you will win. And that's, he touches fascinating, which I said at the beginning of the shir here, that most people learn it this way, that that despite the fact that the tzaddik was pushed down seven times and fell ten, seven times, but come, nevertheless, he will get up. But he doesn't touch it that way. He says the other way around. tzaddik the tzaddik will fall seven times. They come, and that is why he will get up. Not that despite the fact that he fell seven times, he will push himself and he'll get up again. No, it's because of his seven-time fall, and seven times doesn't mean seven in Lash Kaidish. Seven means multiple times, many times. And he will get up because of that, because of his fall. And Basically, that is something that, you know, I'm sure the, this Talmud wasn't expected to hear. And 
but it's a really a, a real tremendous chizik, and I'm going to say more about this in a minute, but I want to go a little further. There's an article I saw, and we're going to talk about this. This is actually a secular book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, but again, like I said, there are yesidas there that are just crucial to learn, and again, the ones that I tell you with that, I could prove how it's in Chazal. Anyway, so he brings down, and he is not, I don't know, even know if he's Jewish, but he his favorite story in the Torah is the story of Yosef, who was sold into slavery by Mitzrayim, by his brothers, at the age of 17. And you can imagine how easy it would have been for him to be full of self-pity. He's a servant of Petifar. Um, his brothers hated him. And, um, you know, he was in pit, and uh, it, 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 terrible. But Yosef was proactive. He worked on himself. He, he decided, I'm not going to wallow in self-pity. I'm going to be productive. And in a short period of time, he was running the whole of Paitifar's household. He was in charge of Paitifar because he trusted him. Then the day came where Yosef was caught in a difficult situation, and we know that means the story with Ashes Paitifar, and refused to compromise his integrity, but as a result of that, he was unjustly imprisoned for many years, 12 years. But again, he was proactive. He didn't wallow in self-pity in the prison either. He worked on the inner circle, and instead of um, being feeling like the victim, he was ending up running the prison and giving chizik to people, and being in charge there, till eventually he was able to be in charge of the entire Mitzrayim, and he was only second to Pare. That idea is what he calls a paradigm shift, a shift in perception. It's easy to blame others about conditioning and about your bad situation, but we are able to control our lives and we're able to, to pick ourselves up. So this is somewhat a slightly different strain from what Rav Huttner was saying in this letter, but I thought it was a point important to bring that up as well. Now going back to Rav Huttner's letter, I want to say that in general, with Beli Neder, and I will do the regular structure, Shalom Bayi probably the ones numbered in the 20s, I'm not sure yet, a few Shiurim specifically dealing with the sexual struggles of B'nai Taira and why the shame of it is a tremendous problem because, of course, you, you need to know what's incorrect and corrected. But with, with so many, that excess shame causes them to totally give up hope, to totally to become depressed and lose confidence about their erlichkeit about themselves and um, that is a mistake and I will tell you more about it then over there and again I'm going to say this again it seems like um, this would only be relevant to you boys that are, are in that age group but it's not it is important for the mechanchim whoever's listening to this that happens to be educating teenagers to know this. It's important for single girls now if they want to understand their brothers and they want to have a relationship with them 
in a normal way and understand where they're coming from. And it's, under, it's important for a wife to understand her husband and those struggles and what it's about. And it's very important for a mother to understand her child that's going through this as a teenager. And um, that is why it's important for everyone to know this. Now, that's going to be in the main structure theorem at some point in time. And I'm probably, you know, if, even if it ends up being three or four in a shot, probably asked to be uh, incorporated in one week to get that topic, you know, as a solid um, yesoid. That's very, very, very important. Now, the one who talked about this subject a lot was the stipler. Rav Chaim Kinevsky, uh, you know, he should be healthy and well. His father, this was a stipler. He wrote many letters to Bochrim that were tzabrachim, that were totally broken from the fact that they fell into these types of sins of Zerah Lavatola, of um, seminal omissions, um, and uh, Hirhurim, and looking at things they shouldn't have looked, despite the fact that they were really, really trying very hard to be Erlich, and to learn, and to daven, and to be ideal. And the big shame, by the way, of this is, now, every boy is different, and not everyone is meant to go into Chinuch. Some are meant to go out into the world. We'll discuss that also. Every Nisham is different. Everyone's situation is different. Everyone's Chunas HaNefesh is different. So not everyone is designed to be in Chinuch. However, there are many that are. In other words, there are many that have that ability, even when they were only 12, 13, 14, 15, and they're idealistic, and they want to be a Rebbe, or a counselor, or a mashpia, or an educator, or ultimately a rav, or a dayan, or, 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 or um, you know, a, a miyayit somewhere, a mashkiach somewhere, and they have that strong burning desire to do that. And they may be perfectly capable of that, and it could be that they have the character to do that. But when they fall into this, sometimes through no fault of their own, and they are nichshel. And instead of learning the coping mechanisms and the right hashkafa of how to deal with it, they get so clobbered and so uh, disgusted with themselves by that dual struggle in them, thinking that they must be bad people. How could I be mechanech others or even think I could if I'm such a piece of garbage? How could, you know, if my Rebbe would know the thoughts that I'm thinking, or the fact that I couldn't overcome my Yetzahara and I gave in to you know, certain things that I would have rather not given in to. If he would only know, he would throw me out of yeshiva. He would throw me out of the, 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 the dorm window of the sixth floor, if he would know. And this is a misconception, and this is but something that blows very strong in the mind of a bacher that has no one to turn to or is too ashamed to understand what this is about. And I will tell you, as a vados, as a definitive thing, that many, many people, great people that became great, were at one point nichshel and fell into these things. And... This is something that a person needs to know in those young years. Don't let that get to you. If you are learning, it does not mean 
if you are learning and davening and doing all the mitzvahs and putting on tefillin every day and being Isaac and Tyra, but still you're struggling very hard with those type of sins and those type of struggles, of sexual struggles, of fantasies, of masturbation, things like that. Don't think that you aren't crazy or that you are a split personality disorder or that you're Tyra is worthless or not real. It's something you always need to remember. And the stipler wrote a lot about this in his letters. And in here, right now, um, I you know I probably will do another feedback and insight share um, shortly after this one to go through some of those letters. Um, but that's the one thing I did want to convey. To all you single, and it makes no difference if you're in yeshiva or whether you are, um, you know, uh, you know, a learner, not a learner. It makes no difference because even if you're not a learner, you know, it, it makes no difference. You have to feel good about yourself. You have to understand what you, you know, human beings are. You have to take some responsibility, yes, but taking responsibility doesn't mean you bash yourself and you crush yourself. And because that is what the Yetzirah wants exactly, so he could get you spiraled out of control to give up completely. And there's no reason to do that. We will discuss this topic a lot more, but as is Hashem in future Shiurim.